Welcome to the Hey Travelpreneur podcast, your go-to for real-world travel marketing tips and strategies to help you create the thriving travel business you've dreamed of. And now your host, Nicole Barrett. Hey, 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 travelpreneurs. How are you? Nicole here. I hope you're doing well. And honestly, I would really like to know how you've been doing over the past few months. It has been somewhat of a challenging past few months for many of you, and I would really like to know. So drop me a line, whether by sending me an email or letting me know uh, in the review section of this podcast. And you can also find me in any of my Facebook groups, uh, The Audience Growth with Nicole Barrett, or listen, just send me a DM on Instagram or otherwise, you know where to find me because I really want to know uh, what you've been up to for the past few months. Uh, as for me, uh, I have been working quite a bit, which is which is good. I'm also making a lot of connections, especially via Instagram. Uh, I love making Instagram connections in the direct messages. And one of those uh, connections led me to travel agent and podcaster, Megan Chapa, who you're going to hear from in this particular episode of the podcast, okay? This episode, by the way, is brought to you by the Travelpreneur Academy. The Travelpreneur Academy is a hub for travel pros just like you who are looking to level up their audience growth and marketing. And this month especially, and throughout the rest of the time uh, at the Travelpreneur Academy, we are uh, covering some live trainings. We're doing some live trainings, for example, we have one uh, coming up that is a Facebook ads live masterclass. So uh, you may not be able to join us live and that's fine, but it is being recorded. So when you get a chance, go to the travelpreneuracademy.com and take a look at that. The Academy as well is also open for a limited time uh, during this broadcast. So at the time of this broadcast, it is now open check it out when you get a chance. And if you have any questions at all, whether it's closed or it's open, please feel free to reach out to me and let me know. Okay, so let's get on with uh, what we're going to be talking today. I mentioned before uh, we talked to Megan Chapa. I spoke with Megan Chapa on niching down. So Megan is a travel agent herself who has lived abroad in many different countries. Currently, she is living in the UK uh, and she's also a podcaster. So she has a podcast that's catered to travel and travel pros like yourself. And we're going to be talking about niching down. I'm excited about this topic because many of you ask me, uh, you know, should I niche down? And if so, how? Like, you know, what type of clients do I want to be working with? And it's okay if you don't niche down. If you have, you know, found that not niching down is working for you, great. But if you're saying to yourself, you know, I think I should be niching down a little bit and I kind of want to know how people are going to find me in a particular niche. So uh, on this episode, we're also going to touch on knowing how clients search, like knowing how clients search for you, whether it is on Google, on Instagram, on YouTube, wherever they're searching for a particular subject matter that's important to them. How do they search for you? How do they find you? And then we're also going to cover some tools that you can use to be able to be better found, for lack of a better word. So when they're searching for you, how are you now found? And then how can you use the analytics and the insights from these tools to be better found as well as to kind of 
you know, tweak how you put yourself out there. All right. So without further ado, let's talk to Megan and let's hear what she has to say. Hello, Megan. How are you? I'm good. So good to talk after a very long time. I know. Like it's, this is our official, official meeting, like face to face, I think. (laughs) Right. Because I know we've been, um, we've been texting quite a bit, DMing quite a bit. So it's nice to officially meet you here. Yes. Yes. Good to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So what we're going to do, let's tell the folks about you. Let's tell people who you are, what you do. And uh, let's talk about uh, where you're living and all the places that you've been, because I have found that to be one of the most interesting things about you. Well, I'm, I'm sure there are probably more, but let's talk about that first. Well, that's a lot of information, so I will try to keep it short. But uh, in short, I am Megan Chapa. Uh, my husband is a U.S. Air Force officer, so we have lived a lot of places in the last uh, 13, 14 years of the Air Force. But prior to that, um, I guess I got the travel bug with backpacking throughout the United States. I did a lot of backpacking. Oh, nice. And, yep, and camping with my parents. And, um, and then in college, when I did my study abroad, I went to Kenya and lived at a Kenyan university for six months or so. And then I just, you know, uh, you know, disaster relief, all these sort of things just kept going and going. And eventually, when I married my husband, I was spying on my dad, actually, because someone was trying to sell him a cruise planners franchise and I was like this is a scam turns out it was not (laughs) (laughs) we know that now we know that now and that led me to realize okay this is I already plan travel I already do travel I could work in travel and so I started researching and um, ended up joining a travel agency that is uh, no longer in existence actually became part of KHM and Mm -hmm. until recently I was a travel agent but I am living in Oxford and because we have this kind of crazy international move ahead of us, I've, I've, I've stopped, you know, being a travel agent, but I expect to pick that up in uh, maybe September, October time. Mm-hmm. And then at the moment, I'm a podcaster, um, which is how we connected again. Yes. Yes. And I have travel radio podcast. And it started because the travel agency I was a part of specifically catered to people who were very niche central. They wanted to do one thing and one thing a lot. And right. that was kind of what they specialized in. And right. they would have itineraries going or trips going that wouldn't run because they needed like one last person to fill it. And it didn't fill. And it would be heartbreaking because I'd be at parties and I'd be telling about these trips that were going to happen. And people would say, if I had known that was happening, I wouldn't have taken my last vacation because that guy was a stinker. Oh, wow. I wish I would have taken this other trip. And right. so I said, I need to record these. And so okay. I started recording my friends' itineraries and trips that they've done or the style of trip that they do and, um, and launched them. And it, it launched as travel agent interview, but I found that it was mostly travel agents listening, which was great, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't the goal. It was to find clients for my travel agent friends, really. Right. And uh, so I changed the name to Travel Radio Podcast now. And I host travel agents that have um, a niche that they do, for example, like wine cruises or a lady that all, does exclusively Italy or wellness travel. I had pole dancers on for, for a no pole dancer. Oh yeah. It sells oh, out. Amazing. Yeah. Pole cruise USA, I think is what their, their handle is. And then, you know, just all kinds of, uh, very unique, very specific things. 
And when I record podcast episodes, I try to be very specific. So if it's not on someone's niche area of travel, maybe it's a specific city. Like I just did Krakow, Poland, um, but I did just do like Colombia as a country. So anyway, that's what we do. And at the moment, it sounds like you have a lot going on there. That is fantastic. Well, you're right. We did connect uh, over your podcast, just talking podcast. We sounded like some podcast geeks, which, I mean, I don't think we are, but... (laughs) There's no shame in that game. (laughs) There's no shame in that game. I love that. Love that. Yeah. So that's how we connected. And we just thought, listen, we should just get together and and talk a couple of things. But I want to go back to a couple of things, right? So you mentioned living in Oxford. Yes. Um, We're talking Oxford, England, um, one of my favorite places. So uh, you're going to be there for a little bit longer, you're saying. Uh, What are you loving about Oxford right now? I'm loving about being outdoors in England because the English have a very, like they have the corner on country walks. They have have a public right-of-way. So even if you own the property, there must be a publicly accessible passage. And so we have right here is Blenheim Palace, which is the birthplace of Winston Churchill. Uh, and kind of when you've seen a palace like this palace, I mean, I think the queen wishes she owned this thing because <laughs> it's spectacular. Really? But the walking grounds and the flowers and the gardens are just, I don't know that you can beat this. It's amazing. Yes, and so, I've walked past it, but I've never been in. Um, in fact, you know, there are a lot of uh, Churchill things that I've been trying to do recently that just didn't happen. Um, yes. For example, my last trip to England, I believe it was last year, I, we went down, my friend and I went down to, um, we were in Westminster. And so we mm-hmm. tried to get into the Churchill Museum Library, I forget what they call it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the lines were out the door, went back the next day, the lines were out the door. And I should have gotten, you know, like, I got tickets prior, but it just didn't work yes. out. But, you know, that just means I have to go back, right? And then yeah. hopefully soon you'll show me around. <laughs> that'd be cool i mean cool. uh yeah we've got this dumb qu- i mean not dumb we have a quarantine right now it's necessary right but you need to plan i mean but you've demonstrated you can work from home people so just work from home here and then take your vacation that's true that's true <laughs> all right so you also mentioned that uh the company that you worked for prior uh they did a lot of trips like niche down trips right so yes. tell me you mentioned italy but uh, what were or where were the other places that they were uh, booking these trips to and what type of clientele are we talking about? Like how niche are we talking? I mean, so it wasn't necessarily like, so it wasn't necessarily destination niche. Like some of them were the, like, for example, winemakers cruise, this nice. couple, nice. they specifically work with wine, small winemakers across the United States and they partner with Holland America and they sell these, um, annual winemakers cruise where they bring the winemakers and all of their wine on and they do pairings with every meal. They do wine education. And when they go in, you know, that's what happens at night and at um, port or sorry, sea days. Yeah. And so um, they do winemakers cruise, but then also people will do things like the one, the one couple specializes in couples golf tournaments around the world. Nice. And so um, they limit them to 40 people, 40 couples, and they plan several a year. So they're often in Hawaii. They, they actually go to the Sandals properties a lot. They have a couple in Mexico they go to. And then when they're not planning these big group trips, they're taking their own 
trips to research and, you know, sending out all those pictures to their prospective clients yeah. um, about what, what they're researching for, for their uh, clients. And then we have the pole dancers. We have, um, I have someone who does like extreme luxury for clients that like you can't mention their name and you can't wow. tell the hotel staff what, you know, in Vegas who they are. And they'll say like, listen, I'm just going to book this under John Doe. I know you say that I have to have a name, but your yeah. facial recognition software is going to tell you who's in the casino anyway. So I just want to reserve, you know, this high rollers table at this time. Nice. And, you know, and, the, and, the, and you'll know that they can, you know, that they can afford it when you see who they are. So I have someone that does that. Hashtag goals. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> and, and someone that does like all wellness retreats, like yoga retreats or clean eating retreats. Or um, I have a gal who does all uh, like, she says religious pilgrimages. She's really more geared towards like a, a Catholic pilgrimage type thing. So she does those pilgrimages all over the world. Uh, so, so things like that. So it doesn't have to be like a destination. It might be a style, like a scuba trip or, right. or like a heritage trip, like a, like discover your Scottish heritage type, type trip. Oh, that's an, so, I mean, you and I know that niching down mm -hmm. is one of the best ways to work with the type of clients that you want to work with. Right. Cause we have mm -hmm. so many travel agents right now where so many people in business in service businesses who are working with not necessarily the wrong clients, but the clients that they don't want to be working with, right? Mm -hmm. So as, as far as niching down, what are some of the initial tips? Like how does someone go from booking everyone, right? Or booking the type of clients that they don't want to book to saying, okay, here is who I want to book. How do they, how do they make that transition to really niching down to something that really like fills their soul? Yeah. So I mean, I'll tell you what I'm personally doing at the moment, uh, which may or may not be helpful, but the travel agency that I'm going to be signing with as an IC when I get back, they, it's, it's not huge. They have about 40 agents, but they don't have anyone that does UK travel. Right. And I've done a lot of the UK. I specific, prior to this, I didn't sell much UK travel, but now this is really, it's been home for me for three years. I know it really well. You have personal so experiences. I, Right. And so I'm going to be their UK specialist, but I get leads for other things all the time and I've just been passing them off. But the, this, but because everybody kind of has a little bit of a specialty within this agency, they are able to, I'm able to say, I don't do this, but this other agent, my travel agency does, can yeah. I pass you on to them? I really trust them. And then we get a commission split okay. so that I'm still earning some of the money from it, but I can focus on the things that I want. And when other people have UK travel, they pass it to me and it's the opposite split. Right. right. Um, so that. yeah. So if you, if you are in a travel agency that has the ability to do that, uh, that's a good way to do it. But okay. um, I mean, at this point, like nobody's making money. So why don't you just start accepting the things that you want? Right. And, well, yeah. You know, and if you don't have a network in another agency, find yourself a couple of travel agents that you like. And when you have something that they need, you know, just pass, pass them back and forth. Them. Right. So, yeah. I mean, so it sounds to me like niching down comes down to uh, knowing um, what you're good at, the experiences that you have and how you can 
and how you can market that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything else being equal, meaning uh, you don't mind, for example, you selling the UK. You have personal experiences, but you want mm-hmm. to sell the UK, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would also think that it may also come down to looking at your current client base now and seeing uh, or talking to them or finding out what, what are the other things that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you may be sending them to Sandals, you may be sending them to AM Resorts, maybe sending them to different places, but could they potentially be the type of client that could, you know, uh, go to a villa on a vineyard in Tuscany for a week? Or yeah. are they the type of people that will go on, um, you mentioned, you know, a cruise around the world, I don't know if it's a golf cruise or, you know, let's say a golf cruise around the world. I don't even know if that exists, but a golf cruise around well, the world. Well, they do actually. I yeah, interviewed a gal. See, there you yeah. go. So, you know, they're going, they may be going to Sandals and Bay to go golfing, right? But can, do, would they now enjoy a golf cruise around the world? So taking a look at who you already book and say, and, and asking questions, because I find that um, a lot of travel agents don't ask questions. They take orders, right? Yeah. And yeah. they the booking and they book that, but they don't, they don't always, some of them do, uh, but they don't always ask you know, additional question to say, okay, who, yeah. you know, tell me about your friends. <laughs> I mean, without being that direct, but about <laughs> your friends. where would you and your friends would, you know, where would you like to travel to? Where else would you go? Have conversations, build relationships, and then make suggestions from that. I mean, I don't know how you, what your thoughts yeah. on that are. Well, I think it's a good point in that, you know, if you have a newsletter or if you, I don't know how often you keep in touch with your clients, but I think it's a great opportunity to pick up the phone and say, Hey, I'm just checking in and um, I'm researching some areas that I'd, that I'd really like to get more into. And like when you're hanging out with your friends, is this the kind of thing that you're brainstorming? Does this meet your needs or what is the right. type of thing? Or, Hey, I just want to check in and maybe you buy them a drink <laughs> and yes. you know, like let's yeah. go have a socially distant drink and exactly. yeah. And then have a conversation, but yeah. Or I mean, the other thing is suggestion, like, hey, I know you like this. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing some really great buys in this area. Does that appeal to you at all? Right. And it might just be, you know, nothing that they've thought of before. But if they trust you because you did a great job on their last vacation. Right. They may trust you to do that. Yeah. And that's where the relationship building yeah. comes in. And some of that. So let's say you're not in a, in a geographical uh, location or position to have a, a drink with someone. Uh, you know, when you send, you, you mentioned newsletter. So when you send an email to someone, you know, there are, you have, you're in the body of the email, you are having a conversation that applies to whatever segment or the, the entire list that you are sending it to. But at the end of the email, you can include some additional information that could be something to the effect of, uh, by the way, here are some other things that I'm working on. Here are some other destinations that mm-hmm. I've been looking into lately. And you can tag someone. If you have Italy listed and you have Jamaica listed and you have Costa Rica listed, you know, in an email, uh, in your email service provider, you can tag someone. So if someone clicks on Italy, you know, over the other four or five destinations that you have listed, then you know they're interested in Italy. And then yeah. you use your email service provider to automatically tag them into an Italy segment. So now you're, you're, you're tracking people via email to know what they're interested in. And then you're sending, you know, an email to each of these segments, uh, talking about the topic 
that they're interested in. That's another way to filter people through uh, that, you know, someone may not have thought of. No, I think it's good. And I also think you don't have so much going on in your email like that, that there's a lot of places for them to get lost in. Like don't break up the clicking so much. Like maybe have your one thing and then have your two things. Right. Call it a day. So for example, like with me, I, I say, you know, too many call to actions are a distraction, right? Yeah. So in the body of my email, I, you know, I'll have one call to action, maybe if that, but I will sign off with, you know, Nicole, and then I'll be, you know, I have a little PS, you know, to be yeah. like, if you're ready to work with me, here are some additional ways. And that's at the end of the yeah. email in the PS section, because I don't want to distract people in the body of the email. Um, yeah, but so. there are some ways around that. Well, that's good. All right. So another thing that I want to touch on is uh, you and I had talked over uh, DM about how people search. And we were talking about yeah. your podcast stats and, and how you read that. Because insights, whether it's a podcast or an email uh, or your social media, insights are amazing. And they are yeah. so helpful to help you figure out where to go, how to move forward, what, you know, what type of content to create more of, right? So let's talk about your insights for a little bit for your podcast and then how you use that to kind of figure out, figure out what, where people's minds are or potential clients' minds are. But I want to say though, that you're going to be talking about podcasts, but this can apply to anything that we're taught that you're that you are able to track with your or you're able to track basically so again social media email marketing for example so tell me a little bit about how you uh track your insights on your podcast and what you're finding sure and you can probably see you can actually probably check this out so if you go on apple or itunes and you and you look at travel radio podcast you can see like it says popularity of how yeah. things are. So you can probably go on there and verify. And while you're on there, you can leave me a review. I would take that. <laughs> oh, I would um, love that. And I'll link to this podcast, by the way, in the show notes. So thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think where we get the parallel is that um, I'm travel professionals are usually my guests. Sometimes I have authors on, sometimes I have, you know, whoever, tour guides, something like that. But usually they are travel agents. And, um, and travel agents are using my podcast as a marketing tool, like in their email or like, Hey, I was on this podcast. I was featured on this podcast and it's a conversation starter, blah, blah, blah. So I can see sometimes the ones that do that more, uh, have more successful podcasts. However, I know where they're located. And so I can see like, if they have a a high number of downloads, is it coming from their like state or is it coming from elsewhere in the world? So what I'm finding is that, and the reason I, I like to go very niche is because I find that those podcasts have higher downloads than podcasts that are, for example, you know, river cruising trends. People, right. like, they want cri- river cruises for Christmas markets right. or Doro Valley river cruises, something like that. It's more specific. Not and just Caribbean. They want luxury Caribbean or boutique hotel mm-hmm. Caribbean or something like that. Yeah, I would. Even, and when you do a blog post, I would even be more specific like that. Um, my review of Sandals Barbados, my mm-hmm. review uh, or my three top, you know, resorts for romance in, you know, the Cancun area or something like that. Because versus, I can see that. Versus, I'm sorry. So versus, uh, you know, it is, let's show some examples. So my review of Sandals Barbados versus my review of Barbados, right? 
or my review of what did you say? What was the last one you said? Three romantic resorts in Cancun versus my re- my review of three resorts in Cancun. Yeah, and so, so one it, word can make a difference. It can make a difference, and that and I think that depends on what you want to sell. So if you want to do resort reviews of Cancun, people are definitely searching for re- resort reviews in Cancun. Yes. If you want to sell couples products, yes. like if you're trying to boost your you know charisma properties or whatever then you're going to go for, people aren't going to know charisma as the name because that's kind of like industry jargon, essentially. They're going to look for the best couples resorts in the Riviera Maya or whatever it is. And so you need to create the dialogue and titles. Like when your title, like your title is a strong thing, like those five first words, whatever you can cram in there that says, this is the client I want, or this is how I think my client is searching. Do that. I agree. So, I mean, we had, uh, a client and I had this very, this exact conversation yesterday about her lead magnet, uh, because Mm -hmm. her lead magnet was very general in the sense that she was talking about destination weddings, right? Mm -hmm. But it was, I forget what the exact title was, I'm paraphrasing, but it's something to the effect of three amazing uh, or five amazing uh, resorts for a destination wedding, right? That word Mm -hmm. amazing um, it's so general and so, I believe, overused um, mm-hmm. that it could, it, it says, it's, you know, it's like amazing, beautiful, gorgeous, like those, those words. Like if you just change that to five uh, romantic or five Caribbean resorts for a destination yeah. wedding, that one word makes all the difference. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, just from like the stats, I can tell also like where and you'll see this in like your Google analytics where people are downloading from. So some of the, so you could even take, you know, you know, us weekly or whatever comes out with these top 20 places to visit in the year or destinations for 2020, whatever. Yeah. If some place that people are going to be searching for those places, they really influence where people want to go because they've seen those beautiful pictures. So if that, if those, if you, if you want to do Italy, look and see who, where people have put, in their top twenties for that year and start designing materials around that. Cause that's how people are searching. Um, yeah. And then do you, do you use Google trends at all? I do use Google trends. Yes. Have you talked about, do you want to talk about that? Go go ahead and talk about it. Oh, so Google trends, I think it's trends.google. I'm I'm not positive, but just Google. Google Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And basically you can type in, the thing that you're thinking about putting in, you know, as some of your keywords, and it will tell you how that is faring in the U.S., like how many times searched and where it's been searched. So maybe you do a very specific area of the country, or maybe you do a very specific, you know, destination. You can see who's searching that and from where, and then you can also pare down like it says related to this, and you can click down and see those things. But you could also just type in travel, and mm-hmm. then it'll say searches related to this and it'll show you what, what people are searching related to travel. Right. So that's another, another one that I use that is um, in, in addition to Google trends is ask the public, I believe is what it's called. Ask tell the, me, I'm going to write it down right now. I believe, yeah. It's called ask the public.com. Um, and I'll double check that. And if that is not in fact the 
extension, then I will make a note about it in the show notes. But I think it's called or answer the public. It's either askthepublic.com or answerthepublic.com. And basically what you do is, and, and be careful with this because it gives you like, you know, I think like one on the free version is like one search per day or something like that. So you yeah. can type in, and this is a great way for you to not only see what people are, ask, are asking, but to also create content surrounding it. Right. Okay. So, um, so if I type in travel agent, I can see, you know, hundreds of questions and based on popularity, how many types of questions that they're asking. So not just travel agent, but maybe how can I find a travel agent? How do I use a travel agent? What are travel agents for? You know, whatever you, there okay. are so many questions that people are asking and you can use this to, um, to create content. For example, if that's what you're looking for, which okay. is, a little bit different from Google Trends, but still a great way for you to know what's going on in terms of, you know, people's searches and what people are looking for so that you, you create content and you know, find people in, you know, around or in where it's relevant, if that makes sense. I just kind of, that wasn't a way or the round way of saying that, but yeah. Well, I get it. Irrelevant. You get it. You get it. Yeah. And then the other thing, just getting back to Google or really any search platform is, you type in like travel to Italy and then it'll at the top, it'll say, did you mean this? But then if you scroll right. all the way to the bottom, it'll say, try these alternative searches yes. and you can see what Google thinks is related to it. And that's also, you know, good, love good that. search phrases. Love yeah. that. Um, you know, I, I love talking to travel agents about niche travel because that is, you know, my, like it speaks to my soul, right? I know it's, you know, for example, like I, you know, I ended up, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, my trip to Italy back in 2018 started out by tasting a glass of red wine up in um, Maine. So my husband and I had gone on, it was a cold December, like, you know, like mid-December, snowy week, like over a few days. We went away to for the weekend to Maine, um, stayed on Cape Elizabeth, drove down in the snow to down into Portland to have dinner at this uh, Italian restaurant. And we tasted the wine and it was it was a great glass of red wine. Um, it was a Sangiovese grape and we loved it. We got a picture of the bottle of the label, couldn't, you know, search for days and months, couldn't find it anywhere, could not find this wine anywhere. And um, so I ended up just Googling the, the vineyard, right? And um, Podercione, I want or Siona, I forget, I know the Italian pronunciation. Podercione is what I'm going to call it. Okay. The Italian pronunciation sounds much better, much better than mine. Um, anyway, I ended up ordering like a couple of cases of wine from them, right? I know, right? And then, um, and then I found out, I, I realized on their website that they also book, you can stay with them, right? So they have a few villas. Oh. Yes. I know. So, and I ended up going to Italy the following year with my entire family and a few friends are about 13 of us. We booked all their villas. And we stayed in the vineyard of this beautiful wine with the most beautiful uh, hosts, Franco and Franca are their names, their husband and wife, retirees. I know. They're perfect for each other. <laughs> I know. They're perfect for each other. And we had the most amazing time. And to this day, it is one of our most memorable trips, right? So it's in Chianti um, in Tuscany. And it's, um, it was amazing. So 
you know, that to me is very niche in the sense that we went for wine and we wanted a small villa type of, not small, you know, 13 people is not small, but we had a few villas, right? Um, yeah. That to me is very niche. And so it begs the question again to ask people, what are you interested in? Because I have never been asked by a travel agent, um, do you like wine? Would you like to go on a wine vacation? And I would have said, heck yes. <laughs> right? Yes. yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think even you telling that story, it's like, I think if you don't know what to specialize in and you want, I mean, think about the type of vacation that you've had that compels a story like you just told. Yes. So, cause if you were telling me that story like that and you were saying, that's all I do. I do luxury villa rentals in Italy and I set you up on the most amazing wine tourism experience you've ever had. Yes. I'd be like, man, I'd never thought of that before, but I'm there. But like, I'm there. Here's and, my you know, wallet. I, right. And I've never, you know, I, I love red wine. I've always wanted to go to Italy, but I've never thought to myself, oh, I would like to stay on a vineyard. Right. I've mm -hmm. never thought that. But if I or had... You could. But I could, right. But, yeah. I never, but I've never thought of that. But if I had the type of travel agent that will have a conversation with me and help me put two and two together, right, and kind of yeah. design this for my, I keep using the word soul, but that's what, that's what it felt like. I felt like my soul was at home. Like it was, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was happy. And to mm -hmm. me, that's one of the, I mean, I could probably not have, I mean, we did, you know, surrounding places. We did, you know, we did, Tuscan, um, sorry, we did Florence, you know, we did Pisa, we did Rome. We did those things. But to me, if we had not done any of that and I just stayed there for, on the vineyard for a whole week, my soul would still would be, you know, would be happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I think that's the whole thing about having a conversation with people. You don't, and even if you don't call and sell them anything, you can just be like, Hey, yeah. I know this is a crazy time, but I just wanted to check in with you. I'm just going, I have time in the day. I wanted to check in with you. Yes. And then that can be it. And, and, oh, and by the way, had you ever thought about this? I'm looking at booking a group. Yes. Would that have it? Would that be any interest to you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It, it, be brave people. Be brave. Be bold. And everyone's a little lonely right now, right? Be brave. These there you go. <laughs> be brave. And everybody's a little lonely right now. They want a phone call. They want a phone call. No kidding. Uh, they want a phone call. They want someone to suggest um, a really great, and if you're in the U.S., U.S. destination trip, right? They want someone to say to them, have you ever thought of this, right? So I know you, you know, you, you would norm, and we're going to use wine again. You would normally go on a wine vacation to Italy or France or wherever or Portugal. Um, have you considered these vineyards in the United States? Right. And have you considered going, getting there this way and staying in this type of property that, you know, is very similar to what you would normally stay in, in, in France. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look outside the window, very different landscape, but you know, it's, you know, very, yeah. right. Um, no, it, so exactly that I have a guy that I interview frequently and he does a lot with uh, whiskey tastings. He's part of a whiskey club. And yeah. he did a whiskey river cruise actually uh, for a group of people. And so now he's doing, he's, he's built a whiskey and barbecue road trip itinerary ah. that he's called his clients and said, I know you can't go on these other trips, but I've put this itinerary together and I'd like you to give me an opportunity to, you know, give this to you and, and, uh, you know, plan it for you. 
So I love that. I love that. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, documentaries on scotch and bourbon making. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, I, I love, in addition to red wine, I love a good bottle of scotch, you know, or whatever, any type of whiskey, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and so, you know, now that I've seen how they make bourbon down in the South and I see how they make scotch, you know, in Scotland, no, I, I, after I watched the first one, I said to my husband, I want to live on, um, I want to move to Scotland for three months and live on a whiskey, on a scotch, scotch farm. I'm, you can't see me if you're hearing this, but I'm doing air quotes a scotch yeah. farm and yeah. um and learn how to make scotch i said that to him and yeah. he looked at me like i was crazy but then he was like okay <laughs> okay supportive man that's good that's what you want to do okay um yeah. you know so again little things like that right so i get it i get it people have interests and interests uh to kind of you know bring it all home interest is what's going to keep you and your business sustainable knowing what people are interested in and okay. not just giving them something or, or suggesting something because you went somewhere and had a great time because you did your own interest. Right. And you enjoyed that and you feel someone will enjoy that too. Right. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I wouldn't come home and try to push this vineyard vacation on everyone because I know everyone's different. Right. So find yeah. out what people's interests are, find out what lights them up and find out what lights their family members up if they're taking them too. And mm -hmm. that, once you've made that emotional connection, is what's going to drive their uh, purchasing decision. And it's also what's going to um, give them, you know, have them refer their friends and have them be a client for life. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And I think the thing is um, also in like the non-hard sales pitch arena, like let's, like let's just start the conversation of like let's dream together you yeah. have unlimited budget where would you go and just see what their hopes are because you might like maybe they have champagne taste but maybe you know like the next thing you can say <laughs> oh man have you, you have, have you, you have champagne taste but we're gonna give you based on your budget we're gonna go prosecco that's right <laughs> you know it's funny because uh you know in england they don't drink champagne because they have a little spat going on with the French still. It goes yeah. back a ways, yeah. but they drink Prosecco here. Oh, so yeah. we've drank a, a lot of Prosecco. I'm and a good Prosecco say, drinker myself. Yeah. Yeah. There are some good bottles. So it's interesting depending on where you live, champagne may actually be the thing that's not that great. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have Prosecco taste then. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Awesome. So uh, that was fantastic, Megan. Thank you. Uh, so tell the people uh, mm -hmm. where they can find you, uh, where can they find you, or if they want to connect with you, where is the best place to do that? Great. Yeah. So travelradiopodcast.com uh, is where you can find me. And if you just you search hashtag travel radio podcast, hashtag Megan Chapa, it'll be me or a, a Latin American singer. It, you know, you'll be able to tell which one I am. <laughs> I, I'm not the singer. <laughs> but um, I'm on Instagram a lot. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. So um, any of those places, if you search for Megan Chapa, Megan Springer Chapa will get you more specifically to my LinkedIn page. And yeah, I just love to connect. And if you are someone that has a niche, um, you know, and 
maybe it's a good, maybe there's a good fit for you and I to record also. So I'm always open to suggestion and brainstorming. So, yeah. So um, I've listened to uh, several episodes of your podcast and you've had some great guests. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think the last one I listened to was a Disney, was it a Disney expert? I can't remember. Um, it might have been. I've had several. You have had several. Yeah. And so you, you know, if you are, like, she's, like Megan said, if you are someone with a really great niche, uh, I'm sure you'd be happy to have them uh, as a guest on your podcast. So that's great. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'll link everything that Megan just said uh, in the show notes for you. I mean, for me, I'm jamming with her over on Instagram because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that just seems to be the place that I connect with a lot of people. And uh, your Instagram is Travel Radio Podcast, right? Yes. Um, and you're very brave. You're live on there all the time. I have yet to go live. I'm a chicken. <laughs> Listen, you got to be brave, but I just, you know, I, I get these like, you know, I honestly, can I tell you something? And um, it is it is not always easy to show your face, whether it's on a, on a live or a story. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to put myself up. I'm not going to lie to you. It may come off natural. Sometimes I have to be like, listen, girl, listen, you're going to do this today, right? And, you know, I wake up and I write myself. Sometimes I write myself affirmations. I wrote one this morning that I won't tell you because it's very explicit. But basically, <laughs> I wrote myself an affirmation to make sure that I show up today, right? So, um, but it goes back to what we we're saying about being brave. And if you are into a certain type of niche and if you want to book more luxury clients, um, you have to connect with people, right? You have to Mm -hmm. connect, you know, the the more money um, that people spend with you, the more they want to connect with you. Now, and if they're going on a 999 cruise, they may not even need to see your face at all. They're just going to make a deposit. But if you want to 5X or 10X that, you are going to have to show up, show your face, talk about a specific niche because the more niche you get, the more you have to talk about it so that you find the right people. You're going to have to show up. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's all show up together on Instagram, right? Oh man. Yeah. So my challenge is the office right now. You see Colorado behind me. Yes, I do. see. So for those of you who are listening, we're recording this um, via video and Mm. uh, Megan has a backdrop of Colorado behind her and I am so jealous. It looks amazing. Yes, you have to do it. But I have a little bit of a time challenge right now because when you guys are all active on Instagram, I'm putting my kiddos to bed. So uh, surely, surely I'll be in the U.S. and we'll be all time stamping, you know, time, time, time stamping. Time well, that's zone. fine. I mean, show up, on, show up in your own time zone, at least for practice for now. <laughs> that's true because no one will see it. It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. <laughs> but you know, you know, that 24 hour thing, we'll see it eventually. We'll see it eventually. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being on here, Megan. I so appreciate it. All right. So folks, thank you so much for listening to that. I really enjoyed my conversation with Megan and I cannot wait to do it again. If there are any particular subjects that you would like to hear me cover here on the Hey Travel Pura podcast, please feel free to let me know. And I am happy to invite Megan on again if you feel this is a conversation that you want to dive a little bit deeper into. All right. So again, thank you again for joining me. Check out the travelpreneuracademy.com for more information. And hey, let's jam over on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at the travelpreneuracademy or at Nicole S. Barrett.